Don't judge me. The old, so familiar cry of culture. It's, it's like the American phrase. If you're new to America, you get used to hearing it kind of thing. Non-religious people say it. Christians say it. It's like our way of saying, back off. You don't know me. Back off. You don't understand me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm thinking. You don't know who I am. You don't know my story. Don't judge me. And what's interesting to me, it's kind of funny. Everybody becomes instant theologians too, right? It's like, don't judge me. It's in the Bible. You know, Jesus said, Jesus said, don't judge. You don't need to judge. You don't judge. Now listen, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about what Jesus actually said and what Jesus actually meant by what he actually said. But uh, here at the 1130 service, I mean, it's 1202 and you're in this room or you're in one of our other locations or you're watching online. We've all heard that. Right, And every single one of us, no matter where we are watching from, we've probably all said it as well. Don't judge me. Well, I'm going to say something in the next few seconds here that is probably going to sound wrong. It's going to sound untrue. Something inside of you may want to bow up and just say, that's it, I'm getting up and I'm walking out, or I'm going to turn the computer off, but just hang with me, okay? Because I think before we're done, you're going to see that it is natural and necessary to judge people. It is natural, it's very normal, and it's even necessary for you to judge your family members and your friends and the people you work with and the person you work for. It's perfectly normal and necessary for you to judge those public figures you see on TV, all the famous people, and, and the strangers that you just kind of pass by on the street or in the mall or wherever, it, it is completely natural and even necessary. Hang with me. We all judge people. I judge people, you judge people, we all judge people. And if you say you don't, you're not being honest with yourself, much less with us. It's just what humans do. We take in information and we form opinions about it and often form conclusions from it. And we do it without even thinking, really. We do it without even realizing. It just happens automatically. We judge people quickly. We judge them regularly. It's what human beings do. And we all get judged by other people. You're not the only one. You're not a victim. We all get judged. I get judged. You get judged. It's just what human beings do. It's how God made us. God made us in our brains to be able to take information, what we see and hear and feel and read, and then to process that and to form opinions and conclusions as a result. Listen very carefully. There is no such thing as a judgment-free zone. <laughs> and despite what the local gym may want you to think or feel, right? I mean, seriously, you go into the gym, you may not say this kind of stuff, but you're thinking it. I mean, you're in there on the treadmill, and oh, look who finally decided to show up. I'm so glad he finally made it. Oh, she needs it. <laughs> Bless her heart, she's trying. Show off. You know, stuff those things back in that shirt. We don't want to see it, right? There's no such thing as a judgment-free zone. It's not possible for human beings to be unbiased. It's not possible. Yeah, I love it when people say, hey, can you give me your unbiased opinion? No, I can give you my opinion. 
You say, well, I can give people an unbiased opinion. No, you can give people a load of what ain't true, but you can't give them an unbiased opinion. No, because it's human nature to be biased. It is completely natural to judge the way God made us. But let me take it a step further. It's not only natural, it's necessary. It is necessary. It's extremely important for you and I to exercise good judgment. That's what we say, right? I'm just trying to be a good judge of the situation here. I'm trying to execute good judgment. I'm I'm trying to have better judgment as opposed to wrong judgment, worse judgment, bad judgment. We know, we say it all the time. Without good judgment, life is unmanageable. Did you know that? Think about it. Because you can't say yes to everything in life. You have to exercise good judgment. Not everything is right and not everything is wrong, which means we have to exercise good judgment and make a decision. You can't do everything you want to do in life. You have to exercise good judgment. You can't even say everything you want to say. You have to exercise good judgment. And we tell our kid, exercise good judgment, exercise good judgment. Without good judgment, you can't live a healthy and productive life. I I know um, raising teenage daughters uh, into adolescence and beyond, uh, tens of thousands of times, we said this to our girls. I mean, tens of thousands had to have been. No way to keep count. And now in our house, this is what this sounds like. Before they go out the door, parents, you, you know what this is like. You have your own words for this. Before they go out the door, before you leave them, before they're off on their own driving or doing their own thing or, or making their own decisions or whatever, you say something. And in our house, this is what Don and I say. Make wise choices. Make wise choices. I mean, it's like, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard, right, to a teenager. <laughs> right? But it's, that, it's our way of saying, please exercise good judgment in what you do, who you do it with, and how you spend your time. Because we know it. Now listen. I know it's sexy. It's like, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't judge me. But we know that in order for life to be healthy and productive, You've got to learn to exercise good judgment. Not only is it natural, it is very necessary. So that we judge is is not the issue. The issue is how we judge, the way we judge. For those of you, even though it sounds spiritual, when you hear people going around saying you're not supposed to judge, you're not supposed to judge, the Bible says, Jesus said, no, 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 they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. To not judge is the wrong focus. Let's say it like this. Judging is okay when we do it in the right way. Judging is okay. It is natural and even necessary for life to be healthy and productive. Judging is okay if you do it in the right way. And this brings us back to what Jesus actually said. This day when Jesus was standing in front of a multitude of people, we're not quite sure how many people were there, but he was giving one of his most famous, uh, I guess you could call it sermons. It actually is referred to by a lot of Bible scholars as the Sermon on the Mount. In the middle of this sermon he gave, and Matthew was there, he recorded this whole thing. I'm so glad he did. In the middle of this, Jesus gets into this section where he's talking about judgment and judging others and being judged. And Jesus says something that many people misinterpret and take out of context. 
And if anybody knew anything about being judged other than Jesus, a guy like Matthew, who used to be a tax collector, who was greatly hated and misunderstood and misinterpreted and all that kind of stuff. I mean, this guy knew exactly what this was like, like many of us know what this is like, right? So Matthew records, and Jesus says in the sermon, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Now, immediately, some of you are thinking, hey, wait a second, you said that it's okay to judge. Jesus just said, do not judge and you will not be judged. Now, hold on a second. This is not all Jesus said. You can't stop reading right here. So people do this all the time, and it's very dangerous to take a sound bite of something somebody says. And don't we sound bite each other all the time? We sound bite people all the time. Culture is just ridden with this stuff. We sound bite people. We take something they say from the context in which they said it, and we use it against them. And we, they said, and they said, but did you hear what all they said, right? And so... If this is all you read, do not judge others and you will not be judged, you may be able to go around and say, Jesus said, don't be judged, don't judge, don't judge, don't judge. By the way, this is not even true. Let me explain. Is it true that if you don't judge others, they won't judge you? Uh-uh. Is it true that if I don't judge you, you won't judge me? No. Because you're going to judge me whether I judge you or not. I may judge you whether you judge me or not. We do that all the time. But this is not what Jesus is saying. You can't stop reading here. Do not judge others and you will not be judged. Look at the next word. This is huge. For, which means I need to explain this. Let me take this further. Let me help you understand the context. For you will be treated as you treat others. It's a two-way street, Joe. It's going to go both ways. The standard you use in judging, that's an interesting phrase. The standard you use in judging, Jesus assumes you're going to judge. It's going to happen. It's going to take place because it's natural and it's necessary. So the standard you use, the way you do it, is the standard by which you will be judged. See, Jesus is talking about the way you judge. He's not saying don't ever do it and it won't happen and it should never happen. He knows it's going to happen. He's the way he created us. He just said, let's pay attention to how. Because, listen, Jesus goes on in this sermon, and we're not going to go any further today with what Jesus said because we, we've got three more weeks in this series and, and there, there's a lot more for us to talk about. And before we're done, we're going to see the other parts of what Jesus said after this. But let me just give you a highlight. Jesus goes on after he says... Just the way you treat others is the way you're going to be treated. And he says, so what you need to do is start with the man in the mirror and look in the mirror and, and deal with the own, your own mess in your own life before you start messing with other people's lives. Now, he didn't say don't mess with other people's lives. He said look in the mirror first. Start with you, and then you've got some credibility and, and a leg to stand on when you're helping other people work through their issues. And then Jesus keeps teaching, and he's, he says like one of the most famous things that Jesus ever said and we've actually called it something. We call it the golden rule. And even people who don't know that Jesus said it know about the golden rule, right? It's, it's a culturally knowledgeable thing that Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. What a lot of people don't realize and a lot of Christians don't realize, and for years I didn't see this, is that do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know what the context of that is? Judging people, being judged, how we pass judgment on one another, how we go about this, treat each other as you've been treated. He goes on to say, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And then, get a load of this. Do you know what Jesus begins to talk about? He says, 
you'll be able to judge what's inside someone's life, what's some, in someone's heart by their behavior. If you watch their behavior long enough, it, it'll show you who they really are. If you watch them, not that they can't have a bad day or a bad moment or a little, you know, oops, and a, uh, that was a bad moment, a bad day, you know. But if you'll look at a consistent pattern over time, you'll see and there's some heart things. In other words, he was saying you'll be able to judge the kind of person someone is by watching their life over the long haul. These are the kinds of things Jesus is talking about in this sermon. So see, Jesus was not saying don't judge. He was talking about the way in which you judge. So Jesus would echo, judging is okay when we do it in the right way. Judging is okay when we do it in the right way. But before we talk about the right way, Let's begin with the wrong way. The wrong way, which gets us into trouble, is when we mistreat each other through our judgment. And see, okay, so here's why this is so sensitive. Because we associate judging with mistreating, right? We associate judging with mistreating someone and being unloving to them and being unkind to them. And that's highly unfortunate. But no wonder we're sensitive. Because when someone says, don't judge me, what they're saying is, don't size me up and write me off. That's what they're saying, right? Well, here's what we've learned. It's perfectly natural and necessary to size things and life and people up. It's going to happen. You're going to size me up. I'm going to size you up. But when we cross the line into writing each other off and we mistreat one another and we are unkind and we are unloving, that's when, like, don't you judge me. See, it's a negative connotation because we do it the wrong way. We mistreat each other because we're different. Now, see, the fact that we're different, there's nothing wrong with that. That's by God's design. But when we start mistreating each other because we have judged other people to be unlike us, they are different. They don't think like me, believe like me, look like me, live like me. So they must be less than me and we mistreat them. That's when judgment is done the wrong way. When we disagree, I mean, if you're going to disagree with somebody, maybe you're ready for a fight in this culture, right? Don't judge me. I didn't judge you. I just disagreed with you. However, a lot of times disagreeing crosses the line into now I'm unkind, now I'm unloving, now I'm offensive. Now I'm going to isolate myself from you and you're going to isolate yourself from me because we're different and we disagree. And now we're going to talk about each other in negative ways or make fun of one another. That's when the mistreatment occurs. No wonder, no wonder people are so sensitive. To be honest, we have all judged people in this way and we have all been judged by people in this way. And it's the wrong way to mistreat one another. Fortunately, there is a better way and it's the right way and it happens to be Jesus's way fascinating thing about Jesus is when Jesus came to earth, nobody was like him and he was like nobody. He's perfect. He's the son of God. He's God in the flesh. And so if you show up on earth and you're Jesus, everybody around you is sinners. You're a sinner. They're a sinner. Everywhere, sinner, sinner. Everybody's sinners. And so everybody's a couple of notches down below where you are and you're Jesus. You're perfect. You're God in flesh and bone. If anybody had a right and an opportunity to pass judgment on people and even mistreat them as a result, Jesus would have the grounds in which to do so. He was perfect. 
but he didn't. He was different from everyone and disagreed with everyone in how they lived. They were all getting it wrong, and he shows up, but he doesn't mistreat a single person, and he exercises perfect, balanced judgment. Perfect, accurate judgment, and not mistreating one person. So how did he do that? Well, we're going to look at it. Because, see, John the Apostle wrote about this one day. He described Jesus' approach to people. He described Jesus' take and his position in regards to people in the world, in culture, that he associated with, that were around him, and how he approached people and exercised judgment and interacted with people that were way beneath him and much unlike him. This is what John said. That Jesus came from the Father, and he was full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Full of both. Not 50-50. He wasn't a perfect balance of grace and truth. It was 100-100. He was 100% grace. And at the same time, even though it's hard to understand this mathematically, he was 100% truth. Full of all grace and all truth. Jesus was so gracious, it made people feel uncomfortable. He was so gracious, it made the people he was being gracious to feel uncomfortable because they knew they didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve it. It made other people watching feel uncomfortable and they were like, can he do that? Can he forgive that person? Can he, can he treat them kindly? Can he? Can he? Jesus was more gracious than you can imagine. And at the same time, he was so truthful, it hurt. And yet it helped. And that's the right way. See, see, judging is okay if you do it in the right way. We know what the wrong way is. That's what's got us in this mess is when we mistreat each other. But you can judge in the right way when you follow Jesus' example of grace and truth. The right way is much harder, by the way. Much, much, much more demanding, by the way. But it's much better. And it's the way of Jesus. Let's talk about grace for a minute. You and I, when we naturally and normally find ourselves in a position of judgment of someone else because of something they did or said or how they're living, must remind ourselves to create space for grace, to create space for grace when it comes to them. More grace than you feel like creating space for. To be more gracious than you feel. I can make the argument that according to the examples we're given by Jesus, until you are more gracious than you're comfortable being, you're not gracious enough. Until you're more gracious than you feel like being, you're probably not gracious enough. Until you're being so gracious that people that you're being gracious to kind of feel uncomfortable because they know they don't deserve it and they know they haven't earned it and they're not quite sure, wait a second, aren't you going to come down on me? Wait a second, aren't you going to lower the boom? Wait a second, aren't you going to distance yourself from me? Wait a second, aren't we done? Aren't we through? Aren't you going to just go, go be friends with someone else? Wait, wait a second, you're being gracious to me? I don't know how to react. I don't until you're so gracious that you're making the person that's receiving your grace uncomfortable, you're probably not gracious enough. And until you've been so gracious that other people are looking on going, 
I can't believe that. Because I'll tell you, if it was me, they'd be done, out, gone. Girl. Right? I can't do that. When you're being as gracious as Jesus, other people are looking on and they're shaking their heads. But you know what? They're agreeing in their hearts because everybody wants to be treated with that much grace. Create space for grace. It's what you want, right? Don't you want, don't you want grace? I mean, when you, really, when you really deserve to be judged, and even when you don't deserve to be judged and somebody's wanting to judge you anyway, don't you want some little grace? Hey, wait a second, wait a second. You don't know the whole story, man. Yeah, you want grace. You need grace, and you've already been a recipient of more grace than you can possibly imagine. Full of grace, but not just grace. The right way is grace and truth. Grace and truth. Now, this is where it gets a little tense. So I'm going to slow down a second here. You and I have got to learn to make good judgments based upon what is true, not based upon what we feel, not based upon what is culturally acceptable, not based upon what is popular, not based upon trends, but based upon what is true. Truth. It is okay and it is necessary to say something is wrong when it's wrong. Now, you can say it in the right way. It's okay and necessary for something that is right to say this is right. When you say it in the right way. It's okay to say something is foolish when it's foolish or wise when it's wise. It's okay to call good good and to call bad bad, to call evil evil. It's okay. Matter of fact, it's necessary. When you are grace and truth, not or, but both, you live in that tension but that's where good and healthy judgment occurs. I was texting a friend of mine who goes to church here uh, not long ago. Well, it was a few months ago. His name is Dan. And Dan and I were texting back and forth about something and, and something along these lines. And Dan texted me something and I wrote it down because it was so spot on. And I'll share it with you. He said, Jonathan, we're living in a time where truth about anything seems unkind. Just saying the truth about anything. Immediately, people are like, don't you judge. No, I'm not judging. I'm, I'm just saying what is true about this issue or about this person or about this situation. It's unkind if you're true. So now, all of a sudden, we have people in some school systems, teachers, they don't use red ink anymore. Some of them. We can't put an F on the paper. You can't tell them they fail, even though they failed. And every kid at the tournament gets a trophy just for showing up and putting on a pair of shorts and a tank top to play, right? Gotta give everybody a trophy, even though only one team won and all the other teams lost. Right? We don't we don't we don't want we don't want kids that lost to feel like they lost. Well, yes, only one team won, all the other ones lost, which makes your kid a loser. And when it's my kid, makes them a loser. 
Why do we have such an aversion to that? They're going to win at a lot of other things. They're going to be a winner soon enough. They'll be a winner at other things, but not just this tournament. They lost. Can we not just chill a little bit? Because we're not helping this situation. We're living in a culture that has an aversion to calling right, right, and wrong, wrong. And here's the deal. In our culture today, because we don't know how to do this truth thing, when you disagree with someone, they, const- they immediately say you're judging them. No, I just disagree with you. You can agree and we can agree to disagree without being disagreeable. Right? We can agree to disagree. Jesus disagreed with everybody. And yet he wasn't a jerk to anyone. We can agree to disagree without being disagreeable. It's all in the way you go about it. We don't have to see eye to eye on everything. I reserve your right to be wrong. (laughs) You see, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Grace and truth. Very important. Not grace or truth. And here's what's funny. Based upon your personality, you, you do real well with one of these and struggle with the other. Yeah, most all of us lean one way or the other. Some of you are like, yes, grace, 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 grace. I love grace. Oh, it's just all hug and hold hands and grace and everybody's right and nobody's wrong and why can't we all just get along? Grace, 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 grace. But the problem is, Grace without truth is just tolerance. Even though tolerance is sexy, you can't build a healthy culture on it. Not that alone. Grace without truth is just tolerance, and you know where that leads? To a culture that is just full of feel-good chaos. And eventually it doesn't feel so good. On the other hand, some of you are like, truth, yeah, the truth train. Truth, 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 yeah, yeah. Bring it on, preacher. You tell them, you tell them. You, you shoot straight, man. I like a straight shooter. Absolutely, here we go. You put them in their place. But wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Truth without grace comes off as harsh and heartless and impersonal. Jesus was full of grace and truth. Truth and grace. So gracious, boy, it was uncomfortable. It was just like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you, are, are, is that okay? And so much truth, you're like, oh, I don't even know. Don't look. I can't even look him in the eye. I, that's when we're doing it in the right way. See, we like to pass judgment on people so we can pass judgment on people and pass on. Put them in their place. I'm going to wrap this thing up. You're right, you're wrong. I'll see you tomorrow. See, grace and truth is messier. It's messier. It takes longer to treat people with grace and truth. It's not very quick. You will be often misinterpreted if you commit to responding to people with grace and truth, and you will often be misunderstood. You may be threatened, but this is way better, and it's the way of Jesus. So here's what we want to do. I want to give you a filter to leave with. I want to give you a filter that will help you the next time, and it could be in the next, you know, 15 minutes. 
The next time you feel judgment welling up inside you, right? Here we go, here we go. And that's normal and natural. You don't feel bad because you're, you know, passing judgment and the judgment. You know, we judge, we judge. It's just, just you judge me, I judge you. That's what human beings do. But we need a filter to help us do it in the right way. That's why Jesus gave us this. I want to give you four questions, and I'm going to put them up one at a time, and when we're done, I want you to take a picture of them so you'll have them for reference. But the next time you get ready to judge somebody's character, and maybe rightly so, maybe, they're, maybe the, 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 what they're producing in their life is bringing a lot of question marks, or the next time you get ready to judge someone's decision, and you may have good reason because you're going, well, that's not wise, that can't be good, oh, I bet I know what's really going on there. The next time you get ready to judge a situation going, I know what's going on, yeah, oh, man. The next time somebody walks in the room and your first thought was, you're going to wear that? I can't believe you come in here dressed like that. The next time you hear something or see something or feel something or read something or watch something from the cheap seats of your lazy boy recliner on TV and you go, oh, I want you to ask yourself four questions. It falls right in line with what Jesus taught. Question number one. Do I know the whole story here? Probably not. Probably not. I oh, know you think you do. We like to pride ourselves on knowing the whole story. We say, I know the whole story. I know. No, you probably don't. You probably don't know what they're really facing, what they're really thinking, what they're really feeling. And if you did, you would withhold that mistreatment and be full of grace and truth. Are you being gracious enough? Am I being gracious enough? Let me answer this one for us. Probably not. Unless you're being accused of being too gracious, you're not gracious enough. You're not Jesus gracious. Am I being truthful enough? Maybe not. Remember, it's not either or. It's both and, grace and truth. And, and one more question. How do I want to be treated? How do I want to be treated? So you're going to feel the moment of judgment. I mean, and you're going to have every reason and feel like you have every right. But before you go down that road... Process it through these questions. And it will be messy. It'll take a while. It won't be very popular. And it's going to be exhausting, but it's going to be worth it because this is the way of Jesus. Judging is okay if you do it in the right way. This leads us to the right way. I know some of you are thinking, well, what about culture? It's so messed up. And then oh, we'll get to all that, okay? We just started the series. We'll get there. But let me tell you, this has helped me. This kind of stuff has really helped me. And, and let me just end by just letting you know, this is personal to me. Because I grew up, I grew up in a very messed up religious environment. Very, very messed up religious environment. And what I mean by that is we, we were known for being judgmental. I mean, the more judgmental we were in our eyes, the more spiritual we were, the holier we were, the closer to God we were, the madder and the meaner we got, Right? And the more we protested and the more we carried signs and that kind of stuff. I mean, we were freaks, man. We were, we, were, we were nuts. And that's the way I grew up. That's all I knew. Very legalistic. We were against everything and everybody except us and our thing. Of course, we couldn't see that. But so thankfully, God delivered me out of all that mess. And God saved me out of all that junk. But unfortunately, when I was a young pastor, I carried some of that baggage into being a young pastor in that I was a very opinionated, narrow-minded, very judgmental young pastor. Now, I know I look young, but I've been doing this a very long time for someone my age. And, and, and so I'm not talking about like last Thursday. I'm talking about years ago, okay? 
But I was very judgmental. I saw things black and white, black and white. And I thought, and see, as a pastor, I hear things I don't want to hear about people. And I, I end up knowing things about people I wish I didn't know. And it just, I'm not complaining. It's just part of the territory. You end up getting involved in people's messes and stuff. And, and, and years ago, I would, I would look at people and go, yeah, serves them right. Yeah, that's what I thought. I could have told you that. I could have called it. I knew it was coming. I could see it. I could see it. I could smell it. I knew it. Yep. Well, they made their bed. They're going to have to. You know what had to happen? It took some time. God had to break me. And in some ways, he's still breaking me from it. I relapse from time to time. You know what really happened? God had to allow me to go through enough stuff in my own life that I used to stand in judgment over in the lives of other people until I realized, uh-oh, I need grace and truth. How do I want to be treated? So I'm telling you, I, I'm not just saying this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm living this stuff with you. This is the right way to do it. Say, how do I want to be treated? I want grace and truth. I don't want just truth. And I don't need just grace. I want grace and truth. And I want you to know the whole story before you start going down this road. So let's do that for each other. How about it? Let's pray. Father, I desperately need this. We desperately need this. Our world could not be more judgmental, it seems. So Father, help us. Choose the right way, the grace and truth way, your way. It's a better way. It's exhausting, and it takes time, and it's messy. It's not easy, but it's better. Much more demanding, but far more worth it. May we follow your example. Be more gracious than we can imagine, than we feel comfortable or is needed, and more truthful, even to the point of it hurting a little, so that it'll help us. Thank you for being such a great example for us to follow and giving us more grace and truth than we can imagine. And may we do that for each other and turn the tide in this culture, starting with us. In Jesus' name, amen.